You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Welcome to another edition, another episode of the Keys 107. We are here to present to you some life-changing information on buying that new car or buying that used car. Whatever you do, whatever your decision is, you got to make the right choices. As that one ad used to say, an educated consumer is the best customer. Brother James, check in. Yeah, this is Brother James, and we're we're glad to be on air live to hear from our brother Ian uh, Muhammad, also known as Ian Lynn, who is a a man who has been in the automobile industry for uh, for over twenty some odd years, and he has had experiences from all over, uh, from Jamaica all over America, all the way into Dubai, and various capacities he has served. So we're going to bring him on in a few moments, and we're going to touch on the topic of uh, seven tips and seven keys to buying a car. And uh, we're so uh, glad that we have Brother on. So, Rafika, let's keep moving on with our program. And uh, Well, you know, James, that uh, Medea Allen our organic soul chef is on standby to give us the healthy tip of the day. So let's go ahead and let Medea give it to us like she always does. And then let's come on back and continue the conversation. All right. The Keys 107 and presents the healthy tip of the day. The healthy tip of the day is to add variety to all that you do. While consistency is important, doing the same exercise, eating the same foods, doing the same meditation, and even doing the same work every single day can cause boredom and stagnation in your energy flow. Choose one small thing in your life that you haven't changed in a very long time and boldly change it. Introducing variety in our lives through bold change increases creativity, allows for flexibility, and adds back the wonderful element of surprise. Today's healthy tip has been brought to you by Organic Soul Chef Medea Allen. To learn more about my services, visit OrganicSoulChef.com. Now, 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 back to the key. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother James. We'd like to just take a moment and thank Medea Allen for always coming through and giving us those healthy tips. I really, really, really enjoy her take on what makes life healthy. <laughs> 
Well, yes, uh, and today we're going to continue the mode of getting healthy tips. This time we're going to be dealing with the tips of buying a car. And I say this to the listening audience, this is a great time to pull out your pen and your pad and uh, strap on your seat belts because we're about to go into the classroom and learn and uh, get a greater understanding of how we should spend our money since buying a car is something that we do several times over during the course of a lifetime. And so we need to know how not to waste our money. We need to know how to save our money, and we need to know how to spend our money wisely. So without any further delay, I'd like to bring on forward and introduce to you all in the listening audience our brother, Ian Muhammad. Ian, your mic is live. Please check in. Ian, can you check in? Your mic is live. Ian? Yes, I'm I'm live. Am I Hello. live? You are live. <laughs> I'm so glad you are live. I, I, I am too. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. If Ian starts talking to us, uh, you know, from uh, Pumpy oh, on the no, side, no, we're no. going to have a problem here. <laughs> I, actually have, actually, I actually had the uh, phone on mute. So yes. I wouldn't disturb, and no, I could no, listen we, in. <laughs> we control but all listen, of that. It's from, an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure, beloved, to be yes. on this show. Um, it, it, yes. I, I was listening in a few minutes before, and I just I love everything that I'm hearing. You know, so far so good. But purchasing an automobile is really something. Um, it, it's it's it, it's it's what we would call a depreciating asset. Yes, which yes, means it yes. goes down in value the moment you buy it. However, it is second only to a house. That is when very you true. check in with people's wants and needs. You know, they'll 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 buy a car before you know they'll 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 put money aside for their children's college education. Right. So, <laughs> well, but yeah, so before you go it, into the conversation, let yes. us ease into this by first um, identifying who you are how you got to the point where you are um, a sort of an automotive guru at this point. And uh, talk to us about your experiences and and just how have you gotten to this point today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it it, it all started when I was, um, oh, my goodness, 17 years old. And my mother uh, purchased a little old car for me, a 1979 Toyota Celica. I guess and he must have hit that, that mute button again. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and when she did I that, I think you must have hit that mute button again. You got to move no, that phone no, no, from no, your no, face. No, I thought what's going on. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I was, I was, I was a youngin, as they would call it, and um, I saw this car that I got, and I wanted a better car. And because I wanted a better car, I ended up selling the car, that I, fixing it up, and selling the one that I had. And when I sold the one that I had, I made a profit. And so I went back, and I bought a car, and I fixed it up, and I sold it, and made another profit. And I, I, while I was doing that, I was like, whoa, this, this is kind of good. You know, I'm making money here. This is really good. And that was how it all began, where I, I got very, very excited in buying and selling these automobiles and making a profit. And so I ended up 
sticking to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. from that, I started a used car dealership. And then after that used car dealership did well for several years, I decided to move back to Jamaica. And um, during that time, found out that my mother had cancer. And mm. um, yes, and so I decided to stay and do chemotherapy and radiation with her, you know, to be there with her. And yeah. I saw an ad in the paper. She went right back to work. She was doing well with it. And so I decided to um, <laughs> to get a job because, you know, by the time I closed my little used car lot, and that was how I became a salesperson in a new car dealership. Oh, okay. And six months later, I was a sales manager, and that's when I really learned the car business from the new car perspective. Mm-hmm. And that was how it really began. And it's just been a climb since then. It's been some ups, some downs, but it's been mostly ups. And what okay. I've gotten from the ups and the downs and the experience, or what I've gotten from all of it, is a lot of experience. And one of the experiences, something that I, you know, that I'm, I'd like to share with you all and and for your audience today. Beautiful, beautiful. Before we go into those experiences, I want to talk about the experiences that you had as a new car dealer and also, you know, that transition from selling used cars to to new cars. What was like? What was that? You know, how did you feel about that? Well, how how it actually. The transition was pretty much simple. Mm-hmm. All right, we're running into a little slight difficulty, Fika, and uh, I think you might. I was I was following instructions, James. He said, "Hold a second. So I immediately held my mic. <laughs> like, okay, okay. I'll hold. All but right. we're live here on Blog Talk Radio. Those of you who are tuned in via the internet and you got some questions, you got an experience to share, call I'm, in 213 943 3618. That's 213 943 3618. Ian Lynn, live. expert auto person, is live. can we we as I I told you before I was at I'm I'm at work so so they just came with me for with 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 some business and I had to just basically get right back to it so I'm sorry I won't be disturbed again all right so um right so we're asking me how was the transition yes the transition from going from selling used cars to um actually becoming a new car salesperson Yes, sir. For lack of a better word, used car sales was more like hustling, you know, mm-hmm. where you're selling a product that you really don't know. Um, for the most part, you really can't protect, meaning warranty-wise. You buy a car from an auction or you buy a car from someone and you resell it. So mm-hmm. you're purchasing and selling a used product that you really cannot guarantee and oftentimes the persons who are buying the product um, are doing the best they can to get a good price. Mm-hmm. So it's like selling. It's it's not as organized or as uh, I would say. Well, that's the word. It's not as organized as new car sales. Mm-hmm. Used car sales was like, you like this car? Okay, give me this. No, I don't have that. I have this. And then you negotiate. You do all of that, you know, in order to make it happen. 
Right. And so when I, when I went into new car sales now, the difference now was that everything was organized. Um, you know, a lot of paperwork, a lot of documentations. I mean, to sell it, to buy a car, to sell a car. Mm-hmm. When you go to purchase a car, or when you're selling a car, there's, I mean, the documents is like buying a home. There are some oftentimes over 20 um, different um, forms that one has to sign. You know, there's an OFAC, there's, uh, which basically protects the, it's a Homeland Security um, uh, initiative that they have to sign so that no, you're not selling a car to a terrorist. There is um, credit bureaus that have to be signed, you know, because oftentimes, you know, 90% of persons who purchase a new car purchase it, um, finance or leases it. So you have all of that that's going on. Um, so it, when I got into the new car, it was very organized, but everyone was well-dressed. And um, they had a system, they had a management system, you know, where you had a finance manager who dealt with the finance, you had a sales manager who dealt with sales. Mm-hmm. And so it was very organized in comparison to a used car lot, which is basically a salesperson, maybe a manager, that's basically doing a quick thing, trying to move a car, and customers just trying to get a car. Again, the customers for new cars are normally more, um, they do a little bit more research, and mm-hmm. um, because they're financing it, they have a different mentality. They're trying to see how I can budget this car in my monthly payment. While a used car is this, and this is my tax money, or this is what I have saved, and this is what I want to do, and so that's okay. that's, that's that's the difference. That's okay. the main difference. Okay, I think we want to go right into those seven tips, and if you had to think of um the very first thing that you want to advise someone to do when they do uh looking to purchase a car. What would be that first mm-hmm. tip that you would roll off uh, your lips to tell someone? The first thing, whenever they're buying a new car? A new car, their dream car. Mm-hmm. The, first thing that, the first thing that I would tell them, the main thing that I would tell them is you have to do your research. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you have to get what you, what, what, you know, of, of course, something within your budget, but you have to get what you like. Don't just jump into the first. You know, when when sometimes when you go to get a car and and the vehicle, and your well, the the dealer tries to put you in a different vehicle, or oh, this is better for you because maybe they've had it for a while, and they want to get rid of it, or maybe it's better um, mm-hmm. for them to in essence to sell it. But if you do that within a few weeks, maybe months, whatever, you'll regret it. So the main thing I would tell someone when they're going to purchase a car is first make sure you go online. Make sure you get consumer reports. Make sure you see basically how the product, the car that you like, or the vehicle that you like, how it fares. You know, you know how it fares um, on online with consumer agencies and other things like that before you make such a move. So, so that's the main thing that I would say: do your research. Okay, so now let's—I'm uh, looking for this new car, and mm-hmm. you say go online. Let us just say it's a a Cadillac. Um, um, let's think of a nice, big, beautiful car. Uh, maybe one of Cadillac SUVs. And so I go online. Where do I go? Do I go to the Cadillac dealer? Do I go to uh, Oh, that's a, a very good course? question. Yeah. yeah. The first the first place you should go is the Cadillac dealership and the national side. Never go to your local um, car dealer website because you go to the national. The national 
website for Cadillac or national website for Toyota, they have to go through, they have to pass so many laws, um, mm-hmm. uh, consumer affair laws and everything else that they have to advertise properly. So once you go on, on their product, on their website, they know their product better than anybody else. So you can learn more about the products, what, what, you know, what the different options are, what, 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 what their brand offers. Then you go to a site like edmonds.com mm-hmm. and then you get to the real nitty gritty, you know, of um, how well this car has, fa- has, has um, fared in the market. Consumer Report is another good website. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, and then when you're ready for your discount, now you go to websites like truecar.com or, or you go straight to an, or an auto broker to find out what they're leasing this particular Cadillac Toyota, Mercedes, four. That's so what Edmunds, I mean by doing your I mean, research. Um, Ian, you, you mentioned yeah. two websites. You said Edmunds.com, and what's the other one? True Car. True Car okay. gives you the price, the cost of what the dealer purchased it for. Edmunds give it to you also. True Car is a website, a national website, that gives you, that, that does its research and gives you the um, the the cost of the dealer. And they what they do is they have uh, dealers all over America that they are um, doing. And so they send their customers. You go to TrueCar and you find out the dealer in your area and they're signed up with TrueCars. Then you'll get the car for that discounted price. So when, for instance, when I'm in a car dealership, uh, you know, when we're in the car dealership and a person comes in with a TrueCar uh, receipt, Instantly, we get a headache because we know there's no money being made there. Because True Cars and Edmunds, to some degree, will mm-hmm. give you what the cost of the car is. So you're coming well armed <laughs> with information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Okay. But, uh, Rafika, I was going to say that he not only gave us the two, um, it was more than two. It was True Car, you said Edmunds, but you said go to the National mm-hmm. Car Dealer site and you said go to the Absolutely. auto broker. Now, yes. auto broker. What, what's the uh, what's the deal between going uh, between the national oh, car dealer? Oh, sucky sucky now. Oh, sucky sucky now. Now you get into the meat of the matter. I'm telling you how I fell into it. I was at a particular new car dealership, new car dealership, in a large group here in Long Island, mm-hmm. and I was the finance manager there. So, you're the finance manager. After per, after the customer buys the car, they come in with you to go over the documents. Mm-hmm. You as a finance manager have to get the bank to buy them, run their credit, get the bank to buy the loan, and mm-hmm. then uh, you have to sell them on the loan and the payments and everything like that. So I was doing well at the job, and so the general manager asked me, he said, would you mind getting broker deals approved? I'm like, what is that? He said, brokers are, are specific companies, brokers, who have their own clientele. And um, what they do is we have an agreement with them that they buy the car for a thousand to up to three thousand dollars behind cost. Mm-hmm. And when they bring their client, they don't bring their client to us. They just simply request the car. We give mm-hmm. them the car. They they get the customer to buy the car, sign sign the documents basically because most of it is leases. Ninety percent of broker business is leases. Okay, gotcha. And then another ten percent is finance. You can finance also, but. Mm-hmm. It's a majority lease. And then 
So I said, but why would you do that? They said, well, in order for you to be a player in the market, um, you have to sell, you know, two, 300 cars a month. And the consumers in the neighborhood would only give you 150. So when you do broker deals, you get an additional 100 and 150 cars because right. they're doing so well. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, no problem. So I started to do the broker deals. And as I started to do it, I started to meet these guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you guys, because the $2,000 in essence that they – that a dealer that they have the agreement, they're making that money, and their customers are getting the car at cost price. Mm. <laughs> Say that again. And yep, they the customer gets the car for cost. So in essence, a car payment that would be on an average, you go into a car dealership, you could negotiate till the cows come home. You're leaving there at let's say four hundred and fifty dollars, but a broker has gotten his client $250 based on the negotiation, that, that just the, 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 the organized negotiation, because it's already done, that they do. And well, I mean, I'm that's, t- just, that's amazing. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, stop I want, I want to add this piece before. I have to add this piece. 985 to 90% of the customers of brokers and brokers are Jewish. Mm. And they mm. don't buy cars for anything near cost. Anything but cost or below. So it really began in the Hasidim community because the Hasidics did not want to go in and negotiate with Goyim and certainly didn't want their women going into car dealerships. So they would get their friend who was in the business to negotiate a deal for them. <laughs> Mm. And it just and and it just grew and grew. So you have one company, Wheel Salise, that does over four hundred cars a month. You have another company in Brooklyn, Grand a lot of them in Brooklyn, does two hundred cars. So you have brokers with as much as five desks and a chair and some salespeople selling more cars than multi million dollar car dealerships. Mm. My goodness, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm a serial entrepreneur. This is starting to sound pretty good to my ears. <laughs> See, when, yeah. we first, when you first stopped talking, Rafik, I must say, I, I said, you know, I have to let Ian know that I'll never buy another car until, unless I buy it through him. <laughs> you can't. You can't. And, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that I have to do for the nation. You know, in this world, we have to get this word out because, I mean, I'm amazed. When, when, I, when I, I took the short break from you, uh, what I was doing is handing documents and a, and a brand new vehicle over to one of the guys, one of the brokers. They come pick up, bring it to their customers, and get it done. Just like that. Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the dealership basically is the one that turns around and cuts them the check. Isn't that something? Yes. And so how do they market for their um, their customer base, their database to, to get the car um the, the, the consumer to come to them and know that they're there versus the um going straight to a car dealership? Yes, because the car dealership you can't there's no way that you can win over going to a broker. And I'll tell you why. Because the salesperson who you're meeting, car dealerships, their job, they make an average of 20% of profit. 
So their job is to sell your car and make a profit. Mm-hmm. So the car is $2,000 make $400. So there's no way, no way that they are going to be happy to give you the car at cost price. It doesn't benefit them. Right. So it benefits them to um, to make a profit, as I said. So with a broker deal, you don't have to do none of so you, When you go into a car, you negotiate. The salesperson comes, what do you do? Go back and forth. You tell them, go back and forth to their manager. Uh, okay, it's $400. I can't pay $400. Okay, give me a second. Let me see. How, how do you jump from four or $500 to $200 or $300? That means okay. you had that room all along. So, mm. so a lot of smart people, in particular Jewish people, say, I'm not going through this. I'm just, listen, this is what it is. Either give me the car for this price or I'm leaving. And mm. so that, that was, that's, what, that's where the broker business burst. Mm. From I know it's it's doing we I my from my unscientific um uh in like look outlook and investigation or or my belief and what I know of the broker business mm-hmm. uh we're probably doing about fifteen hundred to two thousand cars per month out mm. of New York alone for, um between approximately twenty five brokers. Mm. No, that's something. The largest automotive group in in New York does an average of three thousand cars and has over twenty four stores. Mm. So you mm. see, so that's the way of the future. And I'm saying again, very important to understand: um, the majority, ninety percent or a little less than ninety percent, Jewish. Mm. So I I need to know how can I become one of the five to uh, fifteen percenters. <laughs> well, can we can can, can we hold that answer? Um, uh, a little later. because I have a yeah, feeling yeah. that remember, with my serial entrepreneur. Yeah, that that answers off the air. So yes, yeah, and I think that's a whole show unto itself. You know, build your business. <laughs> They, they might have to pay for that information, right? Ian? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, listen. On that point, I, uh, we we just uh, completed a wonderful um, program, uh, "Women's Doing It Big," where my wife was honored, and one of the guest speakers was oh, Master P. Yeah, Master P. And he gave us a. Um, this was just two weeks ago, right here in Manhattan. Yeah, and here's the deal. He said as he was getting into the business, his ventures, he went and met with someone and paid um, the man $10,000 to give him some advice, meaning an attorney. The attorney then told him what he needed to know. In the next step, he had to go spend $25,000 to get the answer from somebody else. So if you want to make money, you have to spend money, and you need to spend money with people who know how to make it happen for you. I just wanted to bring that point out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now that brings us back to the second uh, tip. And we wanted to speak a little bit about um, experience and knowledge um, that you need to have before walking into the dealership. And you kind of touched on it, but now continue on in that process. Yeah. Well, well, the first thing that, um, there's a difference between um, black customers and white customers. Black customers uh, come in 
um, for the most part. I'm generalizing, of course. Um, a little oftentimes nervous, uh, some of the time because of credit issues, because we, we live a little bit more challenging life than, than others. And oftentimes, and, and others, others become in as decent, civilized people, nice people. Hi, good morning. I want to buy a car. Satan wants the best car I can get, and you're open and you're nice, right? Good. White folks come in with an absolute attitude, and their thing is, listen, whatever number you give me, I'm going to cut that number in half. I don't trust you. I don't like you. I don't believe you. And there's a middle ground to all of that in order to do it properly. Always, we must always, of course, be respectful and be courteous. But we need to understand that when you go into a car dealership, they're not your friends. They're negotiating a deal for their benefit. Therefore, you have to negotiate the deal for your best interest, your benefit. So the first thing I would say is when you go into a car dealership, when you get ready to purchase that vehicle or to lease that vehicle, you have to go in with a business mentality and mindset and understand that whatever number they give you, there's profit in there for them. And the first number normally have a lot of profit in them. In real estate, when I was learning, I did real estate uh, courses, they said when you're selling a home or showing an apartment, you show the, 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 the worst one first, right? You show mm-hmm. the expensive one second and the average one third, and the average one that the customer would not buy, that's the one they'll take. Mm. Because they know they can't afford the best, and they've seen the worst. So the average, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, becomes good. Right. So therefore, <laughs> it's up, uh, uh, in the car dealership, in real estate, in any sales, any business, they have a technique. So your technique has to be to understand that this is business. Do your research and go in with a business mentality. And do not. I said something earlier. I said something to you where I said, do not get a car payment that you cannot pay with one week's salary. Mm-hmm. If your car payment is more than one week's salary, whether it was one or combined, you're putting yourself undue pressure and while one car may look better and one may have a little bit more luxury, one may even be faster at the end of the day if you've ever had, I've had if you've ever had a, 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 a high car payment to me per month mm-hmm. and you're struggling to make that payment and I've been there all of a sudden that BMW, Benz, Lexus whatever it is, don't look so nice anymore no. And driving is not anymore. <laughs> no, no. So, so I, I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've been there. You know, all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, this car is okay. Because a car is a car. You know, and so we have to be careful and mindful of that. So I don't know if I answered your question. Well, <laughs> no, because that kind of went off. No, you actually, you know, you said go in with the, uh, uh, equipped with knowledge already as you uh, step into a dealership to buy a car, which is. Uh, a profound thing. Bring somebody with you if you don't know. And then the second, the, um, actually, the, the third point you said is that barometer of knowing that if you only clear seven hundred dollars a week, that's after taxes and all that, you shouldn't get a car that's going to run over seven hundred dollars. Or if you five hundred, don't get a car that's over five hundred. So that's you should correct. stay that's within correct. your means. You stay within that's your correct. means. Okay. Okay. Very, very Okay, and then I think you already touched on the fact that you said that always, always keep in mind that you should never settle. 
if you're going in to a car dealer or you're going to purchase a car that has caught your eye, then go for it. Mm-hmm. Don't spend more than yes. what you, you know, and don't settle for something less. So if you yes. went in for yes. that Toyota, um, I don't even know all the names of the cars. Pardon me on Camry. that. I know. The Camry. Don't Corolla. Yeah, don't settle on the Corolla yep. if you're going for a Camry, right? Exactly, because the dealer will put you in a Corolla for the same money of a Camry because he's not making a profit. So mm. once you begin to compromise, and one of the main points that I, 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 I raise that I'd like to put as one of the points is when I have to go with a business attitude, go with a serious mentality and attitude. Not disrespectful, but business. And just know that the deck is stacked against you. Mm. Good point. Good point. Good point. Once you go with that and the knowledge, and because when I say knowledge, you know, Edmunds and many of these sites will tell you what your even your car payment will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. So you are going really quick, and then no car. Uh, what is it? Karma. Mm-hmm. Uh, the credit bureau. You can now go online and look at your own credit. So you know. So when the, when the dealer is telling you, "Oh, I'm sorry, you can't get three hundred dollars, but it's going to be five hundred dollars because uh, your credit." You can say to them, "What? What? What aspect of my credit? You mean a cell phone bill from Sprint? You're trying to say because of a Sprint bill, I can't get my three hundred dollars." And I say, I have my credit report right here. Mm. You see? So you're going armed with information. Yes, yes. Well, br- brother. Another, another point. When you, when you, yes. No, I was going to ask, is this still, um, like, um, how can I, not, I don't know what they call it, but when it's discrimination in the financing when uh, someone who's young, who may be a minority, oh, yes. black, come in here yes. to buy a yes. car versus... I see. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. They call um black pigeons, which means they're easy. They're easy catching. They call um Jewish people Canadians, because a lot of them come from Canada. I don't. I didn't know it, what it meant, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So oh no, it's a Canadian. So we're not gonna make any money on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they call Indian stock. It's a very racially charged industry. And um, it, 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 I mean, I, I, it's really, it's prejudice in that it's prejudice because a lot of it is fact. Mm-hmm. When the Asian Indians come in, they, are, they come with that business mentality. They're not smiling. They don't want to have no chit-chat. They don't want no coffee. They don't want no, no Pepsi from you. What's the number? <laughs> What's the number? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want no coffee. They don't want no chit chat. They don't want nothing. 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 They don't well, brother, you're having a little bit of technical difficulty with your with your mic. Um, but let let us say this: I heard you. Be business minded when you walk in there. Have that serious game face on there. You didn't come for chit chat and jokes. Let's talk about the family. Let's be about yeah. the numbers. Let's be about the numbers. Mm. Yeah, I, I hope my mic is back. Yeah, it's my back mic, now. My mic's all right. Yeah, your okay, mic is my okay. Mic's all right. Okay, Mike, check one, two, one, two. Uh, Sounding good. Oh, you caught your card on, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought Rafiki would have caught that one. 
Yeah, you but, know she a DJ but, at heart, so you know yeah, she definitely too. caught that. Oh, I know. I'm I'm not wanna, I'm not interested in any coffee. I'm not interested in any chit chat. Just give me the pass. I will no, I will no, never I, I will never forget that one, um, Ian. That is that is true because as soon as you walk in there, they want to give you the oh, sugar. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yes. No. No. I want to say this. This is very important. If you're not using a broker. You're going on your own to get a visa. Very important. Shop the dealers. Just like when you, the sisters know how to shop for clothes. Mm-hmm. And soon at discounts, never, ever, ever buy your vehicle or lease from the first illegal. Go to at least five and get the best and let them know I'm going to shop. Mm-hmm. The best summer. And mm. I and, and you I I assure you, you will always win doing it that way. Because when one gives you four hundred, you say, "But I got I got three hundred elsewhere, or I got a better deal." If you don't want to lie, mm. I said, "Well, I went I went to uh, uh, Millennium Toyota, and they told me that I could I could get better than what you're getting. Four is far too much. I'm getting a much better deal there. And sometimes they'll say to you, "Okay, you should possibly say, you know what? That's exactly what I'm going to do.'" And then they say, oh, no, you know what? Wait one second. It's full I'm mm. giving you a lot of information. Giving you the inside, the belly of the automobile industry. It's a focus game. Don't lose. Don't, don't, don't let them block you. Mm. It's best for you to leave. It's best for you to leave than for you to, to take a deal that you're going to be spending two, three thousand dollars more or more, five thousand more on a car. Mm-hmm. Are you going to speak? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Wow. So I must tell the listening audience and uh, that Ian was a little under the, week, the, the weather until he made this phone call. Yes. He's ex- <laughs> he is, he right. is back on point, y'all. That little medicine That's in right. the air. <laughs> oh, man. I've been working until 9, 9, 9.30 every night. The last yeah. three nights, you know, and I'm not, I'm not as young as I used to be. I, I said so, that today myself. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, um, but I, I have to do this one. When, once you call me, and my sister Rafika, it's a wrap. I'm, I'm on. Beautiful. I don't care. Beautiful, beautiful. We, we're definitely, you know, uh, for us, this is always, we do it for the listening audience. We do it for our friends, our families, and to those people we don't even know that are listening in. Most times we get a little notice here and there. Thank you for that last segment. I really learned uh-huh. something and, and so forth, and we're looking forward to that as well. But tonight, I will say that it's um, somewhat a little selfish thing because the truth of the matter is, folks, when I buy my next car or my next cars, plural. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I heard that what's that I, what's in it for me, W-I-F-M. I know, yeah, the, like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the W-I-F-M means wrong, we. Wrong station. It's, it's, wrong station is we. When we buy our That's next car or cars, <laughs> we will um, definitely come to uh to Ian to to assist us and guide us and walk us through there. And I say this to any of the uh listening audience, when you have someone who has knowledge, 
uh, has a compassionate heart and is always giving, you make sure you take care of that person from taking care of you. These are the lessons and the keys of life that we want to continue yeah. to share as we bring people like you on in. You know, we want folks to benefit from your knowledge, but we also want you to be taken care of equally as well. So, um, That's right. all right. So uh, yep. are we good to continue on with the conversation? Or I don't know, Fika, where we at with the flow. So, Well, I think we can take a quick commercial break, um, and then we'll come back and we'll pick up on um, point number five. Well, well yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. The Keys 107 will be right back. The first are a family of clouds up in the sky. Keeping the earth clean so you will be alright. They'll teach you your ABCs and your S's and B's. The Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com. And on Kindle, so get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffamily.com. The Keys. Now, 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 back to the Keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. So we're back live here at the Keys 107, and just to let you know that my book, The Fluff Present the Alphabet, is on sale on Amazon.com for $12.99. And yes, it is available on Kindle. So those of you whose little ones have those iPads and you need to download it electronically, you can enjoy teaching your children their alphabet from the fluff. On your Kindle. Hey, hey Rafika. Fluff, love you. Yes, certainly do. But Rafika, one thing we must say before we continue our wonderful conversation with Brother Ian is that you have uh, always been a a terrific writer. But I think folks need to know that you have co-written a book called Reach Your Greatness, Greatness, greatness. It's top thought leaders that share their secrets for living an extraordinary life. And it is um, written by that man whose name is uh, James Malachek, the secret millionaire. And he has taken some of the greatest thoughts of, uh, of success and greatness from people like you and others, and he's sharing it with the world. So we need to let them know that book is available as well. It's called Reach. Your greatness, top thought leaders share their secrets for living an extraordinary life. And that's what we're about at the Keys 107, helping you live an extraordinary life. Thank you, Brother James. I've always said that when I when I um, make a lot of money, I'm going to hire you as my PR person because you do such a great <laughs> job. You do such a great job at that. <laughs> but I am I am so honored to be a part of uh, James Malinchek's new uh, book. He has an amazing uh, mind when it comes to putting thought leaders together. I am Secret 66, and I talk about managing your time. Because as everyone who's been around me knows that time management is one of my pet peeves. So I'm going to leave it there. The book will be available 
um, on the Keys 107 website within the next few days. It will be on RafiqaSories.com. We're going live next week. Tune in. All right. Talking about managing your time. You can either manage your time or your time will manage you. It will manage you. That's right. So back to Ian. Here we go. We're going to go point number five. Ian, talk to us about that fifth tip of how to buy a car the proper way here. Right. What, what, what was the point? The sixth point. Well, it's about <laughs> signing, signing your contract. It's about the contract. You know. Oh um, yeah. And oh, reading yeah. your documentation. <laughs> yeah. No, as I, as I was telling brother earlier, I'm so driving. That's why so I don't have the list in front of me. Oh my goodness. That's oh, okay. God. That's why we we're, we're a team. We're working together. It's about that yeah, contract yeah. signing. And what oh, should we do oh, at contract oh. signing? Every, as, as I stated in this, the little note, every single document that you get, you are to read it from cover to cover. Before mm. you get to the contract, they're going to give you a buyer's order. Before you give your deposit or, or during, they're going to give you a receipt. You have to find out everything. If I if something, if I decide against this car, do I get my refund and when? I've seen customers get very upset when their, when their refund comes in the form of a check. Because no car dealer is going to give you back cash unless you have a used car lot. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand that everything you have to read, you have to know everything. So when it comes down to contract, before, don't have them give you a contract and you just sign it. You have to read the contract, read the terms. Read what the interest rate is. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask certain questions. If the interest rate is 7%, you have to ask them, is this the interest rate that the bank gave you? To give to us? <laughs> give to me? Mm. Don't, and if you lie to me, I could take you to court for it. So mm-hmm. answer me correctly. Is this the rate? Because there are points. If the bank gives you 3% and you sell it at 6%, you get 3 points, which is mm. down near 3,000. So that's another place to make money on interest rate. And then a warranty that may cost the dealer a thousand dollars. The dealer sells it to you for between two to five thousand hmm. dollars. So when a pigeon comes in and leaves, sometimes there's a five pounder or a ten pounder, which means I made between five and ten thousand dollars on the black person that was there. Because all we want to know is is, you know, uh can I get this car? So it's we're, we're straight, left, right, and center in mm. this in this in this industry. Ignorance is being taken advantage of, and greed and greed and this inordinate desire for this Benz, this Lexus, and I want it now. And the, the dealer said, "Yeah, all right, a thousand dollars a month." They go, "All right, all right." So you know you're making five hundred dollars a week, or three hundred dollars a week, or even or five hundred dollars. You know, thousand dollars. If you haven't called your insurance company, find out what your insurance is. Then you find the insurance four hundred dollars a month, and mm. then and then because you didn't read the contract, you didn't know that there's a balloon payment in three years. You have to find twenty thousand dollars or finance it for a longer period of time because you didn't read the contract. You didn't know that the payment was actually thirteen hundred dollars, not a thousand dollars. The the deal is only a thousand. Mm. <laughs> So I said, it was a thousand dollars. 
well, it changed. The man said, no, 13. I don't want the car. You can't. You already signed the contract. So it's very important that you read the buyer's order, you read the contract before you sign anything. Mm-hmm. Other thing is, take the car out from scratches, then any issue the car may have. Because the moment you drive the car off that lot, you cannot return it. You can return a car that you purchased once you have taken off the property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is this is so critical. It sounds as if like, you know, uh, like if this was a crime, it almost sounds like it's a crime that uh, the murderer. Yeah, the murderer is uh, a person named uh, Debt, and his sidekick is named Ignorance. And <laughs> it, I mean, I love it. you know what I'm saying? Brother James, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. Uh, most of us suffer from this. We're all in in mourning. Because we've all been duped either by the mortgage and in, 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 uh, the home industry or by the car uh, and um, and um, a car loan industry. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. banks are definitely in our pockets one way or another, making money on top yeah. of us because we're ignorant and uh, we just don't have the knowledge to do what we have to do. And debt is taking us out by the, by the droves. You know another point yes, that um, another point that Ian brought up, um, James, is fear. When mm. you walk into that dealership, don't be afraid to question what the dealer is telling you. After you get your sugar cookies and your caffeine from the coffee, don't let fear overtake you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Don't let the car. The nice car, the the lights fool you. You know what I mean? Don't be desperate. Mm-hmm. And shop, as I said earlier, shop around. Mm-hmm. Unless after you've done your budget and you've done your research. So let's say, for instance, two cars tell you the car is supposed to be three hundred dollars a month, and the dealer tells you three fifty. Mm-hmm. But you like the car, you're ready for it. And you're tired, and you shopped around, and it's the best price. Then you can make a decision based on your budget. And, so, right. and, and I have seen customers, I've seen especially white customers look at um, the dealer and say, you know what? Because I like this car, and because you've been a good salesperson, I'm going to make you make it. That's it. You see how informed they are? Right, right. So, how much brothers and sisters are like that? Who feels? Who feels? Mhm. Now, Ian, I, I want you to um to to make us understand. How do we know um the interest rates whether we're being taking advantage of? What is the the range like right now? If we went out. I know it's always predicated on the individual's credit score, but. What is the range of interest rates for, for a new car? That is, that is a very good question. Very good mm. question. Best question that I've heard in a long time based on the fact that until recently I couldn't answer it. Mm. Always attempt. Always try. Have a good relationship with a credit union or a bank. Always use your own bank or credit union if you can. Very important. 
because your bank and your credit union will give you what the interest rates are. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to use your bank and you're going to use go to a dealership and you ask them, where am I getting my loan through? And they say, we're getting it through Nissan Motor Acceptance Corporation, Nissan Bank. And what is the rate? And that's the best rate you could give me. What is what tier credit do I have? Hmm? You hear those questions? You have tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, tier five. Mm-hmm. Tier one is excellent credit, which mm-hmm. very few people have. Then you mm-hmm. have tier two, you have tier three, four, tier five. Every bank will tell you what the rate is based on the tier. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if, if they said to you, oh, I, I'm going to put you in the Nissan, I'm going to Nissan Bank. said, okay. And that's the best rate I can have, right? That's what you're telling me. Oh, yes. It's okay, so if I call Nissan right now and tell them I have a tier four, right? And if I excuse myself, go to the office and go and call Nissan and tell them I have a tier four, they're going to say my interest rate is 8%. Are you telling me that? Because mm. if they tell me other than that, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to do you. So you don't, there's no need for you to lie to me. You're going mm-hmm. to make a profit, but you're not going to make a profit off of me today. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody else. Is it a business mindset? Is it an attitude? Respectful, mm-hmm. but to the point. Don't fear. Don't, they're not your friends. I've, you know, I've seen, I used to wonder, the most difficult customers, and they say, negotiate, and he said, at the end of the day, they're the nicest people in the world, and negotiation is over. Mm-hmm. So you know what? <laughs> They say, guess what? I just signed the con. All right. I'll take the Pepsi now. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's take right. The coffee. It's mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. That's right. Uh-huh. So you got to role play a little bit. You got to be like that stupid yeah. expression, that pit bull, you know, and don't leave yes. without what yes. you want. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. Now, talk to us I'm- a little bit about the. The concept, and, and uh, I know this might take us a little bit off course, but I know you're very equipped to answer this. What's the concept mm-hmm. between when should I buy a car and when should I lease a car? Or who should buy a car who should lease a car? What is the difference? What is the advantages oh, and disadvantages? Well, the first thing is you should buy and lease a car at the end of a month, mm-hmm. any given month, especially the month of January, September, and the month of January. Because that's the slowest time in the car business. And the end of the month is when the dealer wants to make his numbers. So you don't mm-hmm. walk up in a dealership in the first, second week of the month not when you're buying a car or leasing a car. Wrong time. Mm-hmm. They can be arrogant at that point. Um, the difference between, a lot of people run from leasing because they don't understand. And that's why it's important again. I see with, with internet, with, with, with internet, I mean, everything is there. When you lease a car, this is how, this is how you look at This is the situation. I give you an example. Give your audience an example. A car is ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. If you finance a ten thousand dollar car with a thousand, two thousand dollars out of pocket, which basically just covers your taxes, mm-hmm. for five years you see it's two fifty per month plus interest. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna oversimplify it by saying you're gonna be paying two seventy per month. If you lease that same car, you'll pay $99 a month. Wow. In three years' time, 
you can, if, if you so love the car and you want to own a car, and I feel like I own this house here, but you have a mortgage. So it's, all these things is relative. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, you are in the process. So if you feel that so bad that you want to own this depreciating value, then that's up to you. But it's not what it used to be. I'll tell you why. In three years' time, that $10,000 car is now worth $4,000. Mm-hmm. If you were to, in three years, you still have payments to make, and your car is now worth $4,000. If you lease the car and relax at ease for $99 a month, a cell phone bill payment, then in three years, you can buy back that same car for approximately the same $4,000. Mm-hmm. And then you finance that car, that $4,000 car, you finance that $4,000 car for another three to four years. Mm-hmm. Right? Guess what now? You pay $99 a month for maybe six years Instead of financing it for a big $250 a month for five. Mm. So if you have the credit, 20 and higher, to lease a car, I recommend mm-hmm. leasing a car. Because mm-hmm. in three years, if you add the car, you turn it back in and get another one. Mm-hmm. Now, if, no, this is where it gets different now. If you're buying a special vehicle, mm-hmm. Again, remember now, it comes with what I said earlier, your heart's desire. If you like something and you want to keep it, it's a BMW, it's a Benz, it's a Cadillac. If this is my dream car, I'm good. And you have the personality where you can get something and you're not quick to change it. I, I, I have to change a car every so often. If I could, I would change a vehicle every year because I get tired of them very easily. But mm-hmm. if you are a different personality, and payment, but a lease is not really a car payment. I mean, like you get a brand new Camry on through a broker, of course, for two hundred and fifty dollars a month, mm-hmm. fully loaded. Now, to finance that same car, it is five hundred and something dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So leasing works if you have the credit to do it, and if you're not doing a lot of miles. A lot of mileage. The miles is where it catches you. But even if you do a lot of miles and you plan to buy the car back, then you don't have an issue. Right. You do not have an issue. Because you're going to buy the car back. So therefore, you won't be charged for over miles. Mm. But at least it gives you a breath of fresh. It gives you, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it difficult for you. Mm-hmm. It gives you absolute ease. Where you want to finance one car, you could lease two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and you know what? I, I, you must have been reading my mind. I was thinking, okay, so listen, uh, the average person does uh, twelve to 15,000 miles a year on a car. Now, if you're really aggressive and you really got a lot of stuff going on, uh, like you and I, you might be doing 20,000 miles. Who knows? Yeah. You know, we live on Long Island. Mm-hmm. We got to run to Manhattan and back a couple of times a weekend mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. 20,000 miles, maybe I should just have two leased vehicles sitting in the driveway mm-hmm. so that I mm-hmm. can alternate those cars and I never go over the 12,000 miles yeah. or whatever it is. That, you, you know. one car, or one sports car, one, one family car. I mean, listen, enjoy life. Mm-hmm. If you can, 
I definitely recommend leasing in a car because you oh. would, you're unless it's a again car that you truly love and it's a car you've always wanted or you know like mm-hmm. like you know like uh, like like Happy's always wanted that that's a car that you own right that's a car that you know <laughs> and you always want to it's class you know what I'm saying no I'm just saying be honest if it's something that you like all your life and you want to own it right outside of that please if you can lease lease Okay, okay. So I'm glad I was able to squeeze that in because that was a question dear and near to my heart, and I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. I had that understanding. So now, talk to us about the um, uh, never purchasing, you know, these extra warranties, or should we, when should we uh, oh, uh, get these warranties and stuff and products? Let, let me say this to you. For the most part, extended warranty, or they know because the warranty got such a bad name, they call it service agreement. Oh, I'm sorry. Quality <laughs> slash service agreement mm-hmm. is for the most part a waste of time. The okay. manufacturers, no manufacturer is putting a car on the road that, that they expect to break down and, and, and cause them to not be able to sell another one. They want to keep their customers. So they go, cars go through, uh, I've been to Japan where I've been in the, the the factory where they test the car. I mean, they put these cars through hell, crash test, uh, uh, speed test, du- uh, durability test. I mean, these cars are testing. So if you buy a new car, for instance, and um, you have three year warranty and five year powertrain. Powertrain is your engine and transmission will be covered. The full warranty, which is three year, covers everything, electrical, everything. If you are going to spend an additional, if you're going to buy warranty at a cost of you for five to six years, bumper to bumper, which is important, then it makes sense. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it, it, it is a $1,000 to $1,500 product that is sold to you for three, four $4,000. That brings a payment. Back in the days before the Attorney General got involved, Dealers used to tell you that listen, if you're not if you're not taking the warranty, we can't sell you the car at this price. Mm. But the 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 power that we got involved and fined a couple of dealers millions of dollars and they cut it out for the most part. Another catch is they like to charge you for char extra charges, fees for destination and transportation. What the hell? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Why why are you why should you pay the destination? The reason why there's a sticker on the car is because the sticker on the car is what so it's already in there. It shows the destination transfer it shows you five four ninety five, three ninety five, five ninety five, whatever it is. So you already purchased it for that price. So no, I'm not gonna pay for your destination. And if you don't want it then I'm leaving. Go elsewhere. Mhm. So to answer your question, um you just you have to um as I said, in doing your research, you have to make sure that you don't go in there and because a finance manager is the one that his job now he makes a certain percentage, maybe eleven, fifteen percent of what he sells in what's called the back end. The right. back end is the warranty. We they used to sell this crap a uh, vintage, where they put a little mark on your on your glass, mm-hmm. see the car is over, and charge your arm and a leg for that, and then they laugh at you. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I sold him air. Mm. You know, so, uh, 
uh, pain protection. They sell you um, if it scratches, if you pay for the. Uh, it's just crap. I've seen people buy extended warranty on a lease vehicle. Mm. You lease the car for three years, and it has three years. Moment the book, why are you buying a warranty on the car? <laughs> Good <laughs> God, but Lord help us. Yeah, yeah. it was the coffee. The coffee and the Pepsi did it. And, and the the, it was the coffee and the sh- and the cookies. Come on now, that's that's what happened, and that's the distraction. But so tell me, what is the um, what do you call that 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 uh, it's a it's a, gosh, I could see it, but I can't think of the uh, umbrella. Is it um no? When when you're the the time the gap the gap that's what I want to talk about. Gap coverage. Oh, the gap oh coverage. yes, oh lord. The good gap is actually a good thing, and I'll tell you why. It's inexpensive. It costs about two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And it, it, what it is, it's an insurance that covers you. God forbid you get into an accident, your car is stolen. Mm-hmm. The insurers will only pay the bank the value of the car. The gap insurance covers the gap between what the value of the car is and what you owe the bank, which mm-hmm. is normally two to five thousand dollars difference. So the gap insurance company will pay that difference for you. Right. So I've seen right. people lose their car, and you know, even on a lease, I've seen people lose their car, and um, their credit goes bad because they owed the bank an extra fifteen hundred dollars and didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Get the gap insurance. That's a good thing. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So that was a bonus tip, you all out there listening. Get that gap insurance because it may be the yes. difference between you going under or you getting yourself in a new car. Without no, we've been there. Right. Yes, we have. We've been there with that gap insurance, and I <laughs> yes, know. But I wanted to just make sure that we had a quick moment to talk about that. And I couldn't say that the name would not come out of me. And, Ian, I just want to let you know that I did not have any caffeine and I didn't have any sugar cookies. So, <laughs> no excuse <laughs> for that, but I do know that the gap insurance is important. I like the point you made earlier about the service agreement. That's a wake-up call for a lot of us because, you know, they start pressuring you and they start talking them that that, that, that language and you don't know that language and you get lost. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I knew one in particular. Oh, God. I used to feel so bad for his customers. I mean, he went, he, he, he was so bad. Mm. Uh, and so, quote unquote, good. To be good is to be bad. At his job, at one point, this customer looked at me. I said to me, "Why am I even buying this car if it's mm-hmm. no good?" Because the finance manager would say to them, "Say, listen, you need an extended warranty. What's going to happen if the navigation breaks? What's going to happen if this happens? You think after after a year or so, things aren't going to happen?" But I'm coming mm-hmm. three years. Well, what about the fourth year? That's when things start to go bad after the third year. And the car, when it's not breaking, is, is by the time he's done, the customer's like, why do I even want this car? Or you? Because the salesman has sold the car up, and sometimes finance manager will sell the car down in order to sell the product. Mm-hmm. I, another bonus tip is that there are a lot of extended warranty companies out there now, independent ones. Mm-hmm. It is best to get your warranty from them. Mm-hmm. That's yes, the dealership has to make a profit. And that profit normally is between two and three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
So you need to go online and research, get the best the best price um, for I guess the the best the the best package for the extended amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what do you and and you can get it after the third year if you decide to keep the car after the third year because it's good to have protection for your transmission, your engine. That these things are very costly. But you don't need it. You don't need it at the beginning, right? No, because you have bumper to bumper. That's right. Just, it's so stupid to buy warranties because you already have it. Mm-hmm. So you're buying for something. Then it said, "Oh, you can't buy it after this because so and so." But let me say this to you: the average warranty will bring your payment up by thirty dollars. Mm. If you save thirty dollars a month for three years, how much money is that? Thirty thousand for three years. That's twelve. That's um, well, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. There's something yeah. in your car that costs you over twelve hundred dollars. No engine, no transmission can cost you over thousand dollars to repair. Not gonna mm-hmm. happen. See, mm. it doesn't make sense. So they it get you because you don't yeah. know, and out of fear, you, you pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And they used to, and I think some dealers are still doing it. They're telling you have to take the warranty. Sometimes mm-hmm. they call it the golden parachute package. You need a wrap around. I'm going to give you a wrap around. I'm going to protect you. Protect. But remember what I said? They're not your friends, so they can't That's be right. to protect you. That's right. Protect your own pocket. So here's a question yep. about the extended. Here's a question about the extended warranty. So you go to a third-party company, you purchase the warranty, and then something um, happens to the vehicle. Can you transfer that warranty over to another car? No. No. <laughs> no. no. I if, thought he was if, it's a factor warranty, if it's a factual warranty, you can. Mm-hmm. But if, the, if you have a warranty on the – some companies will allow you to do it, but I tell you no off the bat because – they they say yes and then they say oh I'm sorry the warranty was under your name, but if you have a new car, and you sell it then the warranty transfer with the car. But if you buy an extended warranty, the extended warranty is under the car but it's under you. Mm-hmm. <coughs> hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So listen, we're going to break uh, for another message from the fluff. And when we come mm-hmm. back in, we would like for you to share with our listeners how they can reach you through your social media networks and your contact information. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Keys 107. We'll be right back. The Fluff, presents the alphabet, is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffffamily.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. So we're back with Ian Lynn, CEO. Mohammed. Ian Lynn Muhammad, CEO of Nassau Auto Experts. 
and he has been giving us tips and strategies and some make sense decisions that you should know when you are going to purchase a new, a used, or even if you're going to lease a car, because as Ian says, leasing ain't that bad. Mm. That's right. Not at all. Now, <laughs> I know that um, your your last point was going, we're going to wrap up with your last point that you wanted to discuss when you should take that vehicle off the lot. And what you should do before you put that key in the ignition and drive off that lot. Yes, you definitely have after first of all doing your research, coming going into the car dealership with the right business, no joke attitude, negotiating the finance deal with all the information that you have, reading over every document and contract before signing. And you go outside to your car, you make sure that there's no scratches, no dings, no dents. Start the engine. Even if the car is new, listen to the engine of the car. Mm-hmm. You even test drive the car on the property. But mm-hmm. you, would have, you should have already test drive it before. Once you've checked out the car, that is when you leave the property with it. You never leave, because once you drive the car off the property, you mm. cannot bring it back. That's you right. cannot say, I don't want Anytime you have a problem with a, a car dealership, with a car that you said, car for scratch, they say, well, we're not fixing it because we gave you a good deal. Call the police and make a report in front of the police mm-hmm. so that you, so that you, when you go to court, you have something to stand on. Your word won't do it. So they can say you scratched it. Right. And so that's important. You, you're only stuck with a car that you've driven off the property. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, I think yes. this is going to be an extended conversation, Ian, and you are you are welcome to come back to the keys because I know I like, as you're driving, you're going to go, oh, wait, I forgot to tell them this, and I should have told uh, them that. <laughs> yes, yes. But I'll well, say this. My, my, my phone number is 516-303-4214. That's 516 303 Always call me for information before you purchase a vehicle. The Nassau Auto Brokers were actually um, breaking ground and opening our office for February. So mm-hmm. we have not we, we have a website, we have, but we haven't put anything up as yet because we've been waiting for the right time. Okay. What we've done in the in, negotiated the same deals I told you about with many new car dealers and with one particular group with a with several of, of different brands. And so we have the agreements with them that once we get our customers, our clients, we'll get the cars at a really discounted rate. Mm-hmm. And so we've got that. And so in the interim, you can call me, you can email me at M-R-I-A-N-L-Y-N at yahoo.com. That's M-R-I-A-N-L-Y-N at yahoo.com. I will give you information for free. Any questions you have, I'll tell you, you know, we'll just in essence, regurgitate what, what I've said. And as Sister Rafika said, anything that I've forgotten to say, which I'm sure is a lot that I've forgotten to say. Well, so MrIanLynn.com, right? Is it yes. Mr. Ian Lynn at Yahoo.com? That's correct. 
Mm. Well, it's been our pleasure and honor to have you on board with us this evening. Yes. Yes. Well, it is that time. (laughs) Um, Ian, hold on for a second um, as James is trying to get out. Yes, it's that time. It's that time when we have to wrap up and say goodbye and just know that we thoroughly enjoyed this show tonight and ask you to tune in next Thursday and the Thursday after, every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're live and we are always dealing with the seven keys of life, seven keys that open doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. All of our shows are archived. You can listen You can listen to the playback on our website, our brand new website, www.thekeys107network.com. Click the Episodes button and you can catch a lot of our archive shows. Uh, We'd like to thank web designer Michael Flory, our brother, for his hard work and dedication in helping the Keys move forward. You can also listen to playbacks on iTunes. How exciting is that? Yes, all of our shows from day one are on iTunes at The Keys 107. Follow us, social media, at The Keys 107. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're there. We're live. We're always happening. And you can touch bases with us at suggestions at thekeys107network.com. James, are you there? Yes, I just want to bid everyone peace, love, and happiness. Good night, y'all. May God be with you all. Thank you. Until next week, same time.
Jane. 